Joining us to describe what Turkey's Black Sea region offers is Istanbul-based tour guide Lali Sermon Aran. Merhaba. Merhaba, Lali. Thanks for joining us. If you were to describe the Black Sea coast of Turkey, the northern coast, compared to the Mediterranean coast or the uh, Aegean coast, how, how is it distinct? Why would you want to go to the Black Sea coast? First of all, I would not compare them because they're very different. Aegean coastline and the Mediterranean coastline are destinations for vacations. There is sea, sun, and fun. Right. But while there is the sea and the sun, well, there is also fun along the Black Sea coast, but the nature is very different. Black Sea coastline, especially the eastern part of the Black Sea coastline that I suggest travelers go, is a semi-permanent rainforest. So a rainforest, when we think of Turkey, we don't think of rainforest, we think of yes. sunshine. Yes. So this is a lush environment, and you're talking about the far east part of the Black Sea coast. Yes. So that's the area that borders on Georgia. Yes. Former Soviet Union. Yes. Now, when we go over there, what is the sort of ethnicity of the people that we'll see? That would be the reason of the travel, as a matter of fact, the culture there. Black Sea people of Turkey are distinctly different from the rest, not being any better or worse, but just different. Um, because of the harsh conditions of the sea and the mountains preventing them from mixing to the people inland, they remain distinct. They were able to preserve their culture. What uh, are these people called? What is their... A small portion of them are called Laz people. L-A-Z. L-A-Z. And they are known with their wisdom, quickness of their minds, and smart decisions. Really? So they're wise people? Yes, they are wise people. Would they wear traditional costumes? They would. Even though in this century we are in, especially the women, you would see them dressed in colored traditional outfits if you go to the small villages. The folk music is played with an instrument similar to a violin, but three strings, not four strings. The name? Kemenche. 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 And you're likely to see in somebody's home a kemenche and people dancing? Yes, and you can, as a matter of fact, see people doing it on the streets. We call this dance kicking horon, kicking the dance. It's a very fast dance, and when they do it, the male dress in black and have decorations in silver. They're imitating the movement of the anchovies. The anchovies? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. The anchovy on the beach? No, the, in anchovy, the, water? the anchovy caught in the net of oh, a fisherman. When they're caught in the, so they're, yes. wiggle, they're wiggling like an anchovy exactly. in a net. Mm-hmm. I remember people shaking their shoulders in a beautiful way. Is, yes. that, is that from this mm-hmm. region? Yes, it is. They shake their shoulders, but really fast, really Really fast. very fast. It's like a vibrating way. It's fast. They shake their shoulders. They raise their hands, keep shaking, and kick their feet on the ground. Is that the women or the men that shake their shoulders? Both. Both. Mm-hmm. And the men are dancing like anchovies in a net. Yes. Laz. And this is an area also famous for hazelnuts. Yes, it is. Strangely enough. Yes. Because of the nature there, the rainfall, amount of the rainfall, the, the qualities of the soil, it's just the excellent place to raise hazelnuts. And Turkey is the number one hazelnut producer of the world. When I came to United States, I was very surprised. Hazelnut here is a tree. Hazelnut back in eastern Turkey is a bush. Now, we have nutcrackers for our hazelnuts here, but I think the hazelnuts in Turkey are a little easier to crack. They are smaller and have a softer shell, and it's easier to crack. With your hands, by putting them to two together, you crush them into one another, or even with your teeth, you can So you won't them. break your teeth by cracking a hazelnut in I Turkey? I haven't yet. Okay. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Lali Sermon We're talking about Turkey's Black Sea coast, the northeast coast of Turkey. Our phone number is 877 7425. And we got Boomer on the phone from, you're in Bucharest, Romania, is that right, Boomer? Uh, that's, that's right. 
Thanks for calling in from Bucharest. What are you doing in Bucharest? Uh, oh, I'm on a business trip, but it's one of my favorite cities. Romania is an incredible country, and I always enjoy coming here. Well, you're just a couple hours away from Turkey there. Do you have a question for Lolly exactly. on uh, the Black Sea coast? Yes, I do. In fact, I'll be in Turkey next week. So here's my question. So I've traveled all over most of Turkey except the Black Sea area. Yes. Now, if I was in Istanbul and I had on a business trip and I had two free days, where would you recommend that I visit to get the best Black Sea experience in Turkey. If I had two free days, where should I go? Take a flight out of Istanbul to Trabzon. It's Trabzon, okay. Trabzon, yes. It's along the Black Sea coastline, and the flight duration should be about an hour and a half. And first day, see Trabzon itself, the city itself, and the monuments in the city, which includes Hagia Sophia Church from the Byzantine period, with beautiful mosaics. And spend some time in the city. Spend time in the coffee shops with the people. They'll be interested in seeing you visit because it's an unconventional destination in Turkey. There's not many tourists. In no, Trabzon. there are not but many. But this is the big city there on the eastern Black Sea coast. It's spelled T-R-A-B-Z-O-N. In uh, much of Europe these days, you can just hop on a plane very cheaply and fly less expensive even than the train. Can you fly inexpensively on domestic Turkish airlines? Very much if you are using the secondary airport in Istanbul. Okay. We have this big international airport, Atatürk International Airport, in European part of the city. But if you don't mind traveling to the Asian part of the city, to the Sabiha Gökçen Airport, international code is SAW. You can take very inexpensive flights out of that airport to any destination in Turkey. So what would you expect if you're, let's say you're a tourist in Istanbul and you've got, like Boomer, two or three extra days and you want to really go someplace different. In one hour, you could be on the far side of Turkey. What would it cost round trip? What would you hope to get a flight, just approximately? Approximately. The flight prices increase as less time left for for the flight. But you can easily consider it about $100 one way. Okay. So round-trip flight would be about $200, including the taxes, insurances, service fees, this and that, which is really reasonable. That's pretty good. So for a couple hundred bucks, he gets a whole different dimension of his turkey experience. Would it be realistic to rent a car at the airport in Trabzon and then have that mobility, or what would you recommend for Boomer? Just for two days, you can do without a car, because I recommend that you stay in the city and see only one town of it, which is south of Trabzon, called Machka, M-A-C-K-A, which is the way to the Sumela Monastery. Oh, the hidden monastery. To the monastery of Mother Mary on the cliffside on the mountains. Describe that, because it's one of the most dramatic sites in all of Turkey. It really is such a visual place. Just imagine a sheer rock mountain, and on the side of it, there's this monastery that was built over a long time, rock by rock, piece by piece. And it's not sticking outside. It's not poking out the mountain, but it's built into it, and it's an amazing sight to see. It's like an eagle's nest. An eagle's nest. And how far back does that go? From what century would you would you guess? The Middle Byzantine period, 10th and 11th centuries. So a thousand years old. Approximately. Wow. Now, Boomer will be in Trabzon, which it, it, you don't go to Trabzon for famous household word good. kind of sites, but you can go for the culture, the yes. food, the people, the activities. What are some ways where Boomer could collect some memories that would last for the rest of his life as far as just connecting with people in that town? What might he do for an experience? Coffee shops. And do what in a coffee shop? Coffee shops. Well, he doesn't need to do anything. Americans are so rare there are foreign travelers. He just being there, going there, you'll attract people's attention. 
and they will actually want you to take the first step for them. They'll be shy to come to yeah. you. And if you just say them merhaba in Turkish, even if you cannot do more than that, that will be the first step to just unlock the culture. Boomer, when I was in this part of Turkey for my first time, exactly what Lolly said was my experience. It's like you came in from another planet. Or go to a barber shop, have a haircut. Tell us about that experience. Well, it's haircut as a haircut sounds like in most of the cultures of the world. But if you, especially in smaller cities, a male goes to a barber shop, you have first have a haircut and you have the shave. And then for fine hair up on your cheek, closer to your eye or your ear hair, they'll burn them. Burn them? They'll burn them, yes. Or clear them with a rope. So they'll spank you with a flaming cloth to burn the little hairs off your ear. But the barbershop is the place to make friends. I'll tell you, I did that. I went to a barbershop. My shave was so close. I didn't need to shave literally for, for several days. I've never had such a close shave. And it's an experience I'll never forget. So a coffee shop and a barbershop. There you go, Boomer. And yeah, Does that help you? Hey, thank you very much. I, I would actually validate what you say. The Turkish people are incredibly friendly. I, I've had some wonderful experiences in coffee shops. Uh, I've actually uh, been invited to have tea with a construction crew. I hmm. mean, I'm just walking along taking pictures, and uh, they invited me into the little shed, and we had coffee at about 5 o'clock in the morning. And also, too, travel within Turkey, if you're flexible, is very, very affordable. Uh, I had a round trip from uh, Istanbul to Izmir uh, for $99 US. So uh, it's right. an incredible country, very friendly people, but I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing the Black Sea part of Turkey, and I'll be there next week, and I will be visiting Trabzon. Thank you very wow. much. Good. You're very welcome. Good luck, Enjoy Boomer. the anchovies. <laughs> That's right. I've had anchovies on the Bosphorus. I, I did the uh, the one-day trip up the uh, Bosphorus. Okay. And you call into that little uh, Asian fishing village and you get fresh anchovies. It's wonderful. And yes, Rick, I have had several haircuts in Turkey, and they do use the flame flow on you. The <laughs> trick is you have to keep very, very still. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> well, it could be nasty. But there goes your eyelashes. <laughs> what happened to your eyebrows? <laughs> All right, Boomer, have a good time. Thank you very much. And again, okay. I appreciate all the help, Rick. Thank you. Take care. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Lolly Sermon Iran about the Black Sea Coast. We're also talking just about the general wonderment of traveling in Turkey. Anywhere you go in Turkey, especially if you get away from the tourists, and that's the beautiful thing about the Black Sea Coast, you'll find gracious, hospitable people. And I would say a, a real risk for a lot of travelers, American travelers, is they're confronted with this incredible hospitality, and they are nervous to accept it. It's really important when you get invited somewhere, take them up on it. They should not be offended or surprised with it. That's the nature of the Turkish people. When I'm asked what's the most striking thing about Turkey, I don't list the monuments, but I say the people of Turkey. And most of the people are Muslims, and in the Muslim faith, how is a visitor from a foreign land considered? Any visitor is considered sent by God. And when you're sent by God, you're a blessing for them. That's it. All right. Alali Sermanaran, thanks so much, and uh, we're all dreaming right now about the Black Sea coast of Turkey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic, Europe Through the Back Door, freshly updated this year, teaches the skills of smart travel. At Rick Steves' online travel store, you'll also find guidebooks for Istanbul, Athens, and every other corner of Europe. To learn more about Rick's books, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.